That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Okay, nine beers deep. I'm Cody Shelton. And I am Seth Harmon. Uh, we're here to have a good time. No. Dude, I had like a, an intense moment on Christmas Eve. Uh, it was terrifying, dude. I, I almost died. What do you mean? I, it was bad. It was terrifying. And like, I can laugh about it now, but like I was sitting there, I was sitting here having dinner by myself watching TV. I, I hadn't really eaten anything that day. So I was just kind of like really hungry. So I wasn't paying attention. I was like, do you eat raw chicken again? No, no, I was eating, but I was eating chicken. I was, uh, that will be the death of me at some point, I guess. And I was just like watching TV, like not really paying attention. Blake was doing something. So I was like very distracted while I was eating, swallowed a huge chunk of chicken. <clears throat> got lodged right there and I could not breathe for for a solid like two minutes wow and I was walking around my apartment I'm sure that my face was blue and I was thinking like this is how I die this is it this is the end and I was like do I go across the hall and like bang on someone else's door do I like what do I do because uh, I'm going to be like the guy who dies on his floor eating a piece of chicken while my cat eats the rest of my flesh. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, uh, dude. It was really scary because I honestly thought this is the end. So yeah. many thoughts were going through my head. I was like, I even thought like, do I text like Cody? Do I text Sarah and just be like, hey, I'm dying? Just real quick. <laughs> just so that somebody knows that I'm like going to die in my apartment alone. It was... So many thoughts crossed my head because it was such a, like, I didn't know, I don't know what happened. I think that I was just kind of like, because I couldn't swallow, I couldn't drink water, I couldn't do anything to get it passed. And I think that I was just kind of like looked up and tried to like open things up. And then when I like relaxed, because I was like, this is it, I guess. And so I just kind of like sat down. And then everything, like, whatever it was, like, moved. And I was able to, like, breathe. And then I, like, gasped for air. And it was horrifying. Um, Jesus, dude. Dude, I really did think that, like, I had made the choice. I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm going to sit down and die. <laughs> it was horrible, dude. It was a horrible moment. But now, like, that's where my brain has been. It's like, well, what do I do now? I almost died. I know that sounds really stupid. It doesn't sound stupid. But, like, it was such a panic moment. And then, like, that panic hasn't really left. It's kind of like, like, okay, well, then what is my life then now? It what probably made you just do? address something that's been sitting under the surface for a while. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And now that it's at the surface, it's not going to go away until it's dealt with. Right. And I don't know what that is. And I don't know, like, other than, like, because it's, it's not something that I can address. It's something that I actually cannot address. Because we're in the middle of a worldwide fucking pandemic where everybody's fucking struggling with their lives. So the thing that I probably need to address is like going after the thing that I love. But how do I go after the thing that I love when I don't know if I'm going to be able to make rent? Right. Yeah, I'm there, man. Yeah. 
Oh, what else has been going on? I mean, uh, any any positive things? Yeah, I'll tell you something positive that's going on. I was really actually excited to speak on this today. Um, MTV's The Challenge. Do you remember this show? Yeah, you've talked about it before on the podcast, yes. Oh, oh hey, well. Yeah, and I'm not hating. No, no, no. I, uh, you in have the past, since I went out of town and I'm back in town, I've watched uh, six seasons. How's it going? I have a problem. <laughs> I love it. I want to be on the show. I remember being 15 watching the show, being like, I want to be on this show. Yeah. Um, never been a support. All those shows that like you we watch, like there's always like that one show that's like that's the show I want to be on, right? Like that's that is the, the show. Since fifteen, I wanted to be on. Um, I, I didn't applied. Our view. All right, never mind. There we go. I actually applied to be on the Real World, our first year of college. Did you get any feedback back? I think we no, I never heard back because I did I that with back, but... Emma's with the the Amazing Race. Amazing Race, yeah. That's a show I'd love to be on. Yep. Dude, you and I should go on that show. That'd be fun. Or MTV The Challenge. Yeah, I don't even know how you get on The Challenge anymore. Like, Because it always is like you come from a different show, right? Oh. Um, or maybe maybe they have like the Fresh Meat. They have one called Fresh Meat. And that's like when new people come on the show. But there are people that are still doing The Challenge that started um, – in the, in the early 2000s some of them have been over in over 10 challenges 11 challenges even more than that so, so they walk, were walk me through age. this show what is this show what is the challenge then i know that you have talked about it but let's recap of what the show is about so how it started was there were two t- reality shows on mtv uh, the real world and road rules right and then they took some of the more infamous characters from each. And then they had a challenge TV show where they made them all live in one house together, like Big Brother or another show that was running at the time. And they're on teams. They were on teams. Like, so the first one, I think, was like Real World versus Road Rules. So if you're um, – and then every week they have some kind of team challenge that they have to compete in. And they're competing to win, like, I think it started out at, like, $300,000 to be split amongst them. But every so often, like, after every challenge, someone's eliminated. Like, it's kicked out of the house. And then it turned into just, like, you know, variations of this. Right. Like, but at the beginning, it was they were all, had all been from either the real world or road rules. And um, then eventually they brought in, like, you know, the people from these shows versus like real life athletes, people from the show versus um, this other TV show called, are you the one uh, it like just air, all kinds of variations, but everything, it is like a challenge where they're all competing against each other yeah. to win money. And they have to do all these crazy challenges. A lot of them involving heights and different shit, just like, fun say, challenges. like throw me like a challenge. Like what is a, like, what's a couple of challenges? So, so kind one of like challenge, the gist of the show. So one challenge, I remember, and I remember they were, I think it was Battle of the Sexes. So they were in male-female teams of two. Okay. And the challenge, all it was, was how long 
can you keep your hands and feet or a part of your body on this massive block of ice? You can't take it off. Dude, I feel like maybe I watched this one. I'm sure you did. This is an old We're one, the same. Right? This is an old one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, or... But you can't, uh, you can't switch body parts, right? Yeah, whatever you want. You just always... I can't remember. Like, you just always had to have a, whatever part of your body on the ice. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was the same body part so that it was more painful. Right. Because uh, the one I watched recently, they were at the top of a skyscraper, like, or a, a huge building. And it was basically like three planks that ran out over nothing, you know, just like off the side of the building. Uh And at the end of the plank were like three targets, like a one, two, three. And so basically they had to sprint and the first person to hit one of those, whatever number they hit, the plank would give out on the other competitor and they would free fall. Like, I mean, they're hooked into a harness, but still terrifying. So they're sprinting on this tiny beam trying to like slap this thing and then send their other teammate, you know, however many, you know, they would fall like multiple stories before the little rig would catch them. Or, um, you know, there's one, they were suspended like three stories over the ocean (laughs) and they're like leaned back. Like, so they're, they have a harness on them, like this rope. And so they're like leaned at an angle and they were asked trivia questions. And so once you got three wrong, your rig would snap and then you just free fell like three stories into the ocean, stuff like that. And then, you know, so if you lose, you're in, if you're in the bottom of the group, you get either nominated, take for instance, one season's called the Inferno. So they would send you into the Inferno and it's basically one person versus the other. The winner gets to stay. The other one has to go home. And those are usually like really physical challenges, like simple. So like one of them, it was like a stick. And you both hold on to the stick and it's like, whoever can take that stick away from the other person is the winner. And they are fucking each other up and people are getting cut because the stick is like hitting them in the face. Like they're slinging each other around. Dude. I, I feel like I, I, I feel like I would make, I don't know if I could, I don't know if like, if I'm in, if I'm in the moment, if I fight or if I would just be like, I'm not going to fucking fight over a stick. I like to think I'd fight my dick off over that stick. I want to. I want to hope that I would, but also like first time I get cut, well, I'm like, oh, there's blood. Nope. Oh well, your adrenaline's going to the point that right. you probably don't even notice you're getting fucked up. Right. And as that's bad what, as you are. That's what my. Th- that's what my. I think would probably happen to me is like I'd probably go like I'd probably lose it and I go like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, that's what <laughs> most of them do. And like, what's crazy? You think it'd be fast? Some of those battles are like twenty minutes long. They're just beating the fuck out of each other. And then they all live in the house. It's all in like a tropical or beautiful area, some kind right. of like destination. So they get so to like all, relax. They're getting and... hammered. They're oh. fucking each other the whole time. That's and then also they they create alliances. Like so, even though it's yeah. an individual sport, you know, they team up with each other to knock other people right. off. All the while, double crossing. Very much like lying. very much like Survivor. Yes, only better. Only better. Um, yeah, it's really fun. So you watch six seasons of this straight yeah. through in like yeah, only yeah, yeah, in yeah. like a handful of days because you weren't home for very long. Very short period of time, over a season a day. Over a season a day oh is what God. I've been knocking out. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Yeah, if it brings you joy. I 100% support it because... Man, I love the shit out of it, dude. I love it. I love it. Dude, and some of these people our, have actually gone on to be... challenge. Like... Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
yeah, a, a, well, a lot of the, a lot of like actors and uh, people who have like made names for themselves have come from these TV shows, these reality yeah. TV shows. And that's something that I didn't even realize that, that there is a lot of people who started on a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And maybe they weren't like the most famous or the most popular on the show, but they, that's where that was their first. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a famous comedian. Appearance. Yeah. Theo Vaughn. He was on this show that I'm talking about. Um, or maybe he was on just the real world. But either way, he, that's where he started. The Miz, the famous wrestler, he was from the show. There's like a lot of people. Yeah. And then there are some of these few fuckers that just have made a living only doing this show their whole life since their 20s. You know, they're older than us. Yeah. Which what an existence that must be. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I would prefer you know, it. Prefer it yeah, over what I have yeah. right now. They'll do that for like nine weeks. Uh, they'll win money either, you know, on the show or not. Then they just come back to LA and bartend and then they're, you know, the personality. So they probably make good money doing that. What a life that must be like for them. Oh, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, think one of the best ones. Yeah. His name's CT. He's like a popular on there. If I remember right, his Instagram handle is famous for nothing, <laughs> which is so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember back in the day, some of these um, personalities from the show that I'm speaking on, they also like, do you remember Girls Gone Wild before, you know, the, the guy went to prison for having an underage girl on there? Wait, what? No, I don't know this story. Yeah, he got, he he went to prison um, because of one of the people that ended up, you know, because they're just like co-eds right. that are hammered and they're like, you know, hooking up with each other in his little party bus or like flashing their tits or whatever. Right. So one of the people, I don't know if they had a fake ID or, or what, but they were underage. And so he went to prison for that. For putting on an underage girl's boobs? Yeah, for putting it in one of his movies. But people from like real world or road rules, they would be like the little hosts. So they would just like be at the party ragers, you know, like trying to, convince chicks to dump their tits out <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah i just remember that they were two on at least one one of the dvds because you remember the infomercials used to always play late at night oh yeah yeah yeah. and it's like when i was watching the show all the time and then they were on it. it was like a guy and girl from the show well i mean i i mean girls gone wild even then uh, i i i'd try and catch the move <laughs> Yeah. What is this? Come on, come on, come on. There's come stupid on. little stars in the way. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, simpler times. It's true. Also harder times. You just couldn't find tits, you know, kids. It wasn't, you couldn't just whip your phone out. No, uh-uh. And you, you had to work you had to. It. You had to go to the, the channels that were blocked, that were fuzzy, and like, yeah. and like make, make out like, okay, well, well, that's, I think that's a tit. I think that that is a dick going inside something. That's enough. <laughs> that's, enough. that's all I got. I can use my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I also found when I, <laughs> uh, when I was in high school that you could Google uh, or like look for um, erotic posters. What? Like you could, you could just like look for like like posters of ero- like of erotica and it wouldn't oh. technically be porn but it was so it was art 
so I could, if any, if I ever was to get caught, I could ever just be like, oh, it's just art. Oh my god, dude! I remember there was a kid that went to school with us that <laughs> his big thing—he had a Palm Pilot because uh-huh. Palm Pilots were like the thing yeah. at the time. And he figured out how to look up porn on his Palm Pilot. But the best part was like he would like show us sometimes, but it was like black and white because they didn't have color screens. Yeah. So it's basically yeah, yeah. like you might as well have just sketched boobs, you know, just like on a piece of paper and drawn it. And that would be like his wallpaper on his Palm Pilot. You know what? Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes. It's all I needed. Sometimes just a, a, a like a stick that was shaped yeah, like a dick. Some big old titties. Yeah. Needed, you know? Yep. I got in trouble when I was in the second grade. And it wasn't even me that did it. It was uh, my friend Scooter. He drew a picture and it was two stick figures with big boobs dancing on top of a Coca-Cola machine. And he put it in my binder and my teacher, the teacher saw it in my binder and we got in trouble. <laughs> a stick figure with boobs? Yeah, it was two stick figures with like long hair and they had just clearly drawn like big boobs yeah. on them. And they were dancing. I still remember very vividly, they were dancing on top of a Coca-Cola vending machine. (laughs) (laughs) That was the beginning of, uh, that was the beginning of Cody's uh, porn art that he would draw. Yeah, Scoots. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. I would draw you pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That was just one of the times that old Scoot and I got in trouble. There was one, year that um it was like during one of the bush elections and they asked us to make posters for the election whoever we wanted oh no oh yeah. no so um scooter <laughs> drew two posters and he was like i need you to hold one of these posters up you know and i was like oh okay whatever so he had one that was like a can of bush light or like bush beer and he gave uh-huh. me that one and the other one is exactly what you thought, what you would think, as far as Bush, that's inappropriate, that he had drawn on a huge poster. And we held them up at a school assembly. Oh, my God. At your Christian high school. No, no, no. This is when I was in uh, public school. So like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were in, like, the fourth grade when we did this. <sighs> we got in trouble. We got in trouble. They didn't even wait. Until Wait, the so, assembly was over. So this huh? is Bush Sr. then. Yeah. Took us straight to the office from that assembly. Wait, so what was the point of this? Bush, Bush beer? I don't Bush even know. Yeah. Like, what was the, like, what was he trying to accomplish with these two posters of Bushes? He was doing riffs on Bush. So it just, I think that's great. He's, that's yeah. really funny. There was no point. That's the point. Like, he just knew, like he said, they said, they gave us these options, like, and they were like, uh, you know, let's, let's let's make posters of whoever we're in support in the whole class. It was just like the the, the thing to do that day, and you know, social studies or whatever the class okay. was. So we had the class do it, and the class was right before the assembly. So this fourth so, fourth grader drew a picture of a bush beer and a bush vagina. Yeah, like a chick sitting spread yeah. leg. Yeah. That's- Fourth grade. It was like How a hand. I still remember How it. Are you when it you're was in a hand grade. holding a can of bush beer. That's what it was. That's great <laughs> art, man. That's a. That's it was a actually great... a good drawing. See? His dad. His dad drank a lot of bush, so he knew the can really right. well. Um, it was well drawn, and his skills had definitely increased as far as like drawing women from the time that we were in the second grade. <laughs> second <her>? grade. 
remember the girls dancing on the coke machine yeah i was in like the second grade the first grade no yeah the second grade because it was miss atkinson that was the that was our teacher <laughs> um yeah 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 so we held them up at the assembly and were immediately uh removed from the assembly man me and old scoot we uh got into a lot of trouble together one of my he was maybe a somewhat of a bully sometimes he was like a nice kid but a bully or could be a bully to you or just a bully to any to other people he was an equal opportunist yeah like he would obviously he would fuck with all of his friends too right but there was one day so you learned a lot of your your character traits from this this person no everybody all of my friend base was like this like so this is kind of impressive so this is also That's this was maybe the, the fifth or sixth grade it was like one of my last years that i was in public school before i got put in private school and i had done something i don't know what was going on i just remember i wasn't allowed to practice so I'm just sitting on this wrestling mat on the side of the basketball court because that's where the wrestling mats were, like right by. So we're sitting there, me and this other kid that was not very popular or well-liked, okay? And uh -huh. he is not sitting beside me. He's standing, this kid. I don't remember his name. I just remember he was kind of standing, leaning against this steel support beam. So it's like a steel beam, and he's like leaned against it and the everyone else that was like on the basketball team was like warming up and so they were running laps around the court and as scooter ran by <laughs> he spit his gum at me and i don't know why man it made me so angry and they had a lost and found right by where i was sitting <clears throat> and so i went over to that lost and found and i found one of those lunch pails that was padded but had the extra hard plastic inside of it so that if you dropped it it wouldn't like damage the food like a hard shell case i don't know how to explain it but they was like the standard 90s lunch yeah. pail had a handle on the end of it uh -huh. but it was kind of padded and then hard plastic to keep it like insulated that's what it was like insulation so i pulled it out of the lost and found it and i sat it behind me <clears throat> <laughs> and I waited for him to come back around and he was talking to somebody like as he was jogging. And when he got close, I fucking swung that lunch pail as hard as I could and hit him square in the face, knocked him on his ass. I broke the lunch pail on his face, like blasted him with his lunch pail. <clears throat> and then I just dropped the lunch pail and then sat down and he was like stunned because it knocked him off his feet. And then he got up. <laughs> and then his assumption was that it was the nerdy kid standing against the beam. So he fucking gets up, runs over, grabs his kid and starts slamming his head against the beam. Well, then somebody else tries to stop him. I'm not exaggerating. A fight broke out amongst the entire basketball team. Everybody got in a fight. Every single person. I don't know how it turned into it. Maybe it's just one of those days, rough day. Wait, everybody wait, wait, was swinging wait. on everybody. Like, so you started this. You yeah. started this. This is on you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and this poor kid got his head slammed into the steel beam like three or four times before he fell down because Scooter was like holding him up, like slamming him into this thing. And then somebody hit Scooter and the Scooter shoved them. And then the kid that was running with Scooter hit that kid. And then it just, everyone just 
started fighting. I don't, and, and most of us were all friends with each other. We're on the same team, and we're all that fighting. That doesn't fucking mean anything. Same oh, team. Dude. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, dude, the coach was screaming, blowing the whistle. Oh yeah, go ahead, blow that whistle. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna then, do anything. Needless to say, basketball canceled. Basketball practice got canceled, and then we were all lined up, and y'all had to do suicides for like got two the hours. Paddle. No, 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 no. Wait, no, you no. got the paddle? Yeah, I actually think um, I only got maybe one SWAT, if that. Like, Scooter and a few others. Like, this is the best part, is I just never said anything. So I just sat there. And then so Scooter's screaming, saying, this kid hit him in the face with a lunch pail, and the lunch pail was there and broken, you know? Yeah. And the kid's saying he didn't do it. And, you know, and they kind of traced it all back. But the key part that they were missing was that I was the one that did it. And so I just didn't say anything. Piece of fucking shit, dude. <laughs> I just didn't say anything. So I got minimal punishment. Whereas like Scooter and this and other kid got maximum. This entire thing. I smiled the whole time. I had a smile on my face the whole time. I was also the only person not fighting because I knew what had happened. So I was right. just sitting watching. I just sat right where I was sitting to the beginning and just like watched it you all. Motherfucker. And none of it made sense. I was like, you I don't know why you guys are fighting each other. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever told anyone that. <laughs> Man, I fucking wow. knocked the shit out of him. If with this that stays in, this, the world is going <laughs> to oh, know. Gonna stay. Oh, it'll stay. <laughs> yeah, it'll stay. Oh, yep. shit. Yep. That's fucking funny. That's fucking yep. funny. Yeah. What a time. What a time to be alive. What a time. What a school that I went to as well. Like, I remember in those same wrestling Wait, so match, what, there was what a public school did you go to? I went to, it was called Kiefer Public Schools. Oh, in Kiefer. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, in Kiefer. Um, at the same time, I remember there was a janitor, grown man, grown man, <clears throat> would always talk shit to one of the high school students. Always pick on him. And so the high school student, Finally, one day was like, I guess called him out and was like, I think I can take you. Well, obviously they can't fist fight, but what they could do was wrestle. <laughs> and so the same wrestling mats I'm saying I was sitting on. So they, the school had three gyms, three basketball gyms. And this was like one of the older ones that only the younger kids used. And the coach, Coach Baker, the one that uh, was like, yeah, let's do this. We'll, we'll do this during like what oh would have been my grades. Uh, basketball makes, practice. Hour. This makes me think that this dude just had a thing for like that shit. No, no, no. Wait, with the coach or the whoever this was, it was like, yeah, yeah. I want to watch somebody like. Oh, he like, he did. I'm okay it wasn't with like spanking, spanking everyone, <laughs> like watching everyone no. like beat up. <laughs> He's a good dude. He's a really good dude. He'll still yeah, like. I still know. when I'm back home visiting, when his truck, he'll see me and he'll like wave. Um, like every time he sees me, he's super good dude, buff as shit, jacked as fuck. But um, he did uh, have a propensity for violence. Like I think he liked, uh, and I'll explain this more in just a second. But so he was like, "Oh, let's fuck him." And one other coach was like, "Well, we'll just set up a wrestling match." And he, you know, understood wrestling. Was like, "I'll ref it, so it'll be like an actual wrestling match." And I remember our PE class part of it or our basketball practice was watching these two this grown janitor fucking go head to head with this high school student who was like 17 or 18 and i mean they fucking went at it dude they were i, I mean yeah 
it was like a legit wrestling match, like slamming each other. It was, it was pretty cool. And then. I mean, um, that couldn't happen today. Oh, dude. The school would get shut down. Can right. you imagine? They have a Can janitor you imagine the and a student fight. Yeah. That's and I think that uh, it was pretty outrageous. close. It was pretty close, but then I'm pretty sure the janitor ended up winning. The janitor didn't end up, he won. But I remember afterwards they were like hugging. They was like all fun and games, right. you know? Um, and then there was another time that a McDonald's got shut down. And so they donated their play place to our school. They never sat it up. They never sat it up. But what they did do was set that fucking whole play place inside of our gym where we're supposed to have PE. And I can't remember what the coach called it. But basically, we took the noodles, like the padding that would go around the pipes. Right, right, right. And we would all get in a big circle. And anyone could call anybody out. And then he had cut these noodles into, like, the size of, like, a sword. Right? And we would beat the fuck out of each other with these fucking foam tubes. Like, so he had zip-tied them shut so that they stayed in a cylinder. And, right. I mean, it was like you would go until there was a clear winner until someone had just been beaten so much that they were laying on the ground, just taking fucking open hits. It was like, it was the funnest time ever, man. Like, yeah. So I say the coach, he did seem to have a something in him that was like very mischievous (laughs) because he was the one that created the game (laughs) and then he would watch us play it and he would literally be like, yeah, like (laughs) he'd be like get in there get up like (laughs) you fucking love that shit that's hilarious watching these fucking 10 year olds just go to town on each other man that's fun and i'm sure that all of y'all had fun for the most part well and also you have to remember like this was like at the time it's a much better school now there was a lot it was a rough rougher school and some of these kids you know it was like lower income maybe didn't have the best home situations like there was a actual boys home that went to our school and so or like some not all of them like the less violent kids at the boys home could come to our school but uh so some you know like some of these kids they they, i think it was like he was creating outlets for them so they could get some of that out of their system in a way that wasn't getting them suspended and like keeping them in school especially because maybe some of their home situations were it it wasn't doing them a favor to suspend them, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think that's where a lot of it came from. I didn't grow up in the, in that kind of place where like, what if I had been in that world where uh, I had to like go out and like beat people with these things? I don't know. Cause I wasn't that kind of like kid. I yeah. was always like the, the kid when I was younger, I was the kid who stood in the corner and didn't like do anything. So like what that life would have been like for me, because like, I feel like now I'm a little bit more like, let's fucking do whatever. Yeah. I think you Um, probably would have been similar to me. Like I was shy and I uh, was not um, aggressive. I wouldn't have said I was an aggressive kid, but it was kind of nice and also terrifying to be regularly forced into these situations um, because you, you kind of figure out like I can survive this. I can survive. This is not going to kill me, even though maybe the fear I felt leading up to it made me feel like I was going to die. 
um, you know, once all of a sudden you're just getting wailed on by a noodle and you actually beat a kid at this stupid game that you were scared to play, you know, it kind of builds you up. Right. Or they, he would regularly make us play dodgeball versus the alternative school. Well, I just so we had an about, al- I just think about like, I, I guess my, my big question is, is because we never had somebody that would like make us beat each other up with like noodles or anything like that. But we did have like coaches that would like put us against each other. Right. And I was never the kind of person. And it was almost to the point of at times humiliation. Yeah. To humiliate one kid so that this other kid like uh, excels. Does that make sense? I don't know if you ever picked up like on you that. were like a building an ego booster for someone. Right. And that was, and it was intentional. Yeah. Because that did happen multiple times where like, and I recognized it and I could see it like being the kid who was like on the bottom ring and knowing that I wasn't going to like, I'm trying to think of an example of like what I could like say because it wasn't ever like beating each other up with like a like a tube, right? But it was more like sports and more like right, like uh, drills that we would do like on the football field or whatever. That was more catered to build up egos that could, and then whoever was at cost for building up the egos, it didn't matter. Yeah, and I was wondering, yeah. like, did, were there any kids that like? you felt like in those moments that like they were always on the bottom rung and they always yeah. got fucked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, Cause but that was me. Say, that would have been me. That would have been me. <laughs> I'll say, I don't think it was to build up the ego of the other kid though. So even the noodle game, and I don't know why I remember the noodle game like I do, but I, it was very vivid to me. Like I mean, that, sounds that we would play this. That sounds but fun. there would be like um you know maybe a more bully kid um and also the school like because like some of these kids have gotten in trouble kicked out of the schools so they were way too old for the grade that they were in right mm. i remember being in like the 4th or 5th grade and there was a 6th grader that was almost 16 years old at our school so yeah yeah oh, shit. <clears throat> and as you can imagine, he was a terror. <laughs> right. He was a fucking nightmare to be around because he was way fucking bigger than everybody and mean as shit. That's the kid I was telling you about that me and my friend went over to beat him up and we saw him getting the shit kicked out of him by his mom's boyfriend or whatever the fuck it was. He never came back to school after that. There's a reason that he was in, so old and, you know, still in fucking the sixth grade but right right um yeah so there would be a kid like that uh that would you know uh would definitely call out because you it was like a call out system you could challenge anybody right so they would inevitably challenge who was deemed to be the weakest of the people there right and um uh, I, i i distinctly remember the coach very much like he wouldn't make you, but man, he would push you hard to do it. And the, a part of it was you can't stay scared, right? There's always going to be 
a little shit like this right here that's going to fuck with you. So you're going to have to find a time in your life where you're willing to do it, no matter what it looks like is going to happen. And I think you should do it right now. Whenever there's somebody that's there to protect you and who knows, maybe you'll win because sometimes those kids weren't as tough, right? They were just bigger and older. So they were scary. And when you start fucking wailing on them with a noodle, maybe they don't like getting hit, you know? And then maybe the weaker kids sometimes would fucking win, you know, like maybe you'd find out this, like what was deemed to be a little bitch of a kid would actually prevail in something. Thing, right oh, and then it was like I awesome never, i never won right now did he get jumped <laughs> afterwards did something horrible happen to him guaranteed yeah, yeah. guaranteed but he had his moment when he was like protected that it was like he got a win you know he got a fucking win but he still lost yeah but his life was losing right no matter what he's going to be losing and that's just reality of it like that kid yeah. was going to be picked on by multiple people at one time and was every day picked on by multiple people and beaten up. And the school did the best they could to stop it, but most of these kids walked home or on the bus, and people just caught beatings yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, in a way, he was saying, this is where it's even. Like, this kid's buddies can't jump in and help him. Like, fucking get back. Like, this is your yeah. minute. You know, yeah. like, fucking wail on this bitch. And yeah. they would. Like, it. they really this would. This is it. This is your moment. Your time. Like, you're going to get beat up after school no matter what. So you might as well diss something out in this moment uh, when you can. You know? I hate all of that. Yeah, it was rough, but, man. What are you going to do? But also, like, yeah, what a great opportunity that was provided. It was provided. Uh, uh, yeah. And, I mean, sometimes kids would say no. But, I mean, honestly, 90% of the time, they would get bullied and just doing it. And, you know. A lot of times it would go the way you thought it did, but sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes it wouldn't, and those were the best. <laughs> sometimes you wouldn't. Got anything for Gay Corner? I don't, actually. I have zero. I have no news. You have no news either? That's all right. Well, there was nothing. I looked, and it was just nothing worth It's all sad shit. It's not, like, funny I mean, shit. I looked up – I mean, I, same, same, because I looked up stuff for Gay Corner, and it's all, like – stuff that's like in courts of like there's the the gay people like uh, are they're trying to get them to be able to like give blood you know what i'm saying like the 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 restrictions of giving blood for right. gay people is like they're trying to like loosen that because like with the pandemic with 2020 back in like march it they started stuff but like it's not permanent it's only for the right. pandemic of like certain gay people after well that's how gay is mainly transmitted through blood so you got to be careful oh right right right. you know we're gonna god forbid i got a blood transfusion and then i accidentally got gay blood talk about a life changer dude i'd give you my blood thanks bro i'm good you don't want my blood? You don't want my fucking I'll gay give you my straight blood. Fuck you! You don't want my fucking faggot blood? Go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself. I feel like it's, as your blood entered my veins, I would instantly have highlights. <laughs> no! Do you have any like I don't I don't but I'm asking 
I, do you have any resolutions? I don't have any. And because I don't believe in res resolutions, I believe in like positivity and thinking about the things that you want and life goals. But like, I don't really believe in like this idea of resolutions because like so many people are like, I'm going to work out more in 2021. Yeah. I'm going to see more people in 20. We, and obviously that's been proved that we have no control over that. What, your own discipline and drive? and Not discipline. I'm talking about actual activities. We can't, oh. we can't say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to audition. Oh, uh, right, right, right. I'm right, going right. to go out and I'm going to go to a gym like every single day or six days a week. That changed for a lot of people because of COVID, right? Like, right. you know, like yeah. we can't we can't have a substantial thing. I can say things that I want, like, you know what I want? I want at some point in this year to be closer to you physically. Like yeah, I yeah. want to be in the same city as you. That's a goal that I want. I yeah, don't know if awesome. that's I don't know if that's possible. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next few months. We don't know. But like 2021 that's a thing that i look like that i want that that i desire and i think that things that we desire and things that we want to make happen are good ideas and good goals but when we talk about new year's resolutions i think that resolutions are such a negative thing because you're talking about what if you fail and then does that mean that your whole year fails and this is like a negative aspect? No, it doesn't. If something happens and I can't be with you at all this year, like that fucking sucks, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's like a happy medium, right? Right. I think we can. But um, I think we immediately automatically go to as humans. It's like when we, and I, I don't know who started this, but this implementation of, resolutions is that this is a change of life ideology for you or like yeah. you can you can do this when in fact it's like you have to be able to accept that maybe you won't be able to do this this is a a good positive thought for the year this is a goal that you can set for yourself this is something positive that you can try and excel at but yeah, I, I honestly never set New Year's resolutions. I have goals in life. Like, I, I always set mini goals and then long-term goals. Um, but, so I guess if I gave a resolution, it would just be one of the goals that I have, right? That I've already been working months and years for to achieve. One thing, because of my job, uh, we're about to start some stuff for all the New Year's resolution people. Uh, and they wanted us to kind of share some of our stuff and I don't have any because I don't make them. Um, but one thing I would like to do and I'm not uh, like just to set like for a fitness goal on top of the other ones I already have is to beat my previous best 5k time. It's like, so something that's small that you can set a structure to, to hopefully now, will I? <laughs> Who fucking knows? I don't even think like keeping it to physical. Like I'm not even talking about like working out. Like I'm just talking about like in life. Like how do we 
set goals for ourselves when we don't know what the even is going to come in the next month. Right. So this is what I think is the best way to go. Cause I think you should always be goal setting no matter what I really do. I think you should always be striving to be better, right? It's always capable to be better in some way. You're right. Like, cause we live in uncertain times and I hate that I even use that fucking phrase because you hear that in every goddamn Amazon and whatever commercial. Fuck all of you. Oh, dude. Certain fucking times. Like, dude, fuck I just, you. I don't I just saw fucking care. Et- I just saw an Etsy commercial that was like that. That was like, oh, we'll be together soon. Oh, that's what it was. It was like this kid. It was an Etsy commercial for a kid who drew a picture of himself. And then they made a stuffed animal or stuffed doll that looked like the character that he drew for himself they sent it to the grandma and then the kid was like you can hug it anytime you miss me oh covid and i was so upset for that because it was like that's a that's a mental fuck and it's bullshit it's bullshit and it's bullshit and it's bullshit because why are you telling me that like i need to draw a figure and then get it made so that my grandma can hug it to feel right. comfort. yeah because she'll feel like that's definitely me and she'll definitely whatever you know need she has right. to be close to family will be fulfilled through right. your bullshit fucking doll which we talked about this last week of like how that feels like it, it's just it's just feels wrong like yeah. i'm being taken adva- bullshit taking advantage of like right Hey, we're pretending we care about you when really we're peddling our shit, you know? Fuck you. Fuck you. Just fucking say what you really mean, which is buy our shit. Use our stuff. Don't act like you actually fucking care because you don't. Right. Right? Fuck you. Yeah. It. And, and, and the thing is, is I've seen that commercial before, but I didn't, I don't think I, I, it all, I think it always bothered me, but I didn't know why. But then like last week when you were talking about the commercial, the, uh, alone together commercial. Yeah. Fuck off. And then I saw that commercial and I was like, Oh, that's the same energy that's putting off. As the, the alone, it's the same. It's the same. Like, uh, don't worry. Like, we don't. We don't have to take care of our end, but you need to take care of your end. That's how yeah, it feels. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck like you. You're the people. We're the people who are. We're the ones who are like controlling all like business and and uh, you know like and then there's politics and all this. It's like you're the people. So you right. people just go ahead and just like. Eh buy our shit and do right. our things and like and i don't like that right and that it's makes- bullshit you know what i would rather it be be like hey covid sale right we're hurting for business we're gonna mark it down so if you got a little money and you've been wanting something new fucking come buy it from us just say that right like we need your money we need to stay open we're gonna give you a discount fucking don't act Oh shit, something's happening. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Oh no, what just happened? You got a phone call, Dick Face. Oh my god, what is happening? They're calling back. Okay. 
But how do I get back to? You've not left the screen. I have not left. Oh shit! No. Okay. So my, my brother is calling. Oh no, Samuel. Samuel, yeah, uh, he had he has had COVID this week. Um, oh no! Through Christmas, um, he's been home really sick this week, but uh, I'm sure he's fine. If he's calling, then I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Look at that. Bud Light Lime. Wait, Bud Light Lime. The unofficial sponsor of this podcast. They're all upside down. Why are they all upside down? Bud Light Lime, the unofficial sponsor of this podcast, brewed with real lime peels. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yep, you did. I did it it right this time? So to go back to this, just to touch on it, like I think we should always be setting goals to be better. Uh, and I think that we should look at them in realistic manners. And I shouldn't, I don't think we should look at them in a, in, in a, and I don't mean that in a way that we should be defeated and that we shouldn't have long-term goals, but to rather like, so don't, don't not have a fitness goal. If you need, if you know, you need to get in better shape, don't say because there's a pandemic, I can't because, right. Cause you've already been doing that for how much of your life right that's how you're out of shape right now and you know you're out of shape so look at it realistically even if it's something so simple as like okay i can only work at home what i can do is get um a p90x what i can get is insanity now is that going to get me exactly where i want to be maybe not but will that help me get much fitter healthier absolutely you know, but here's okay, but here's what I have to say to that. And here we go. What do you got to say? You are no, Let's no, hear it. it's okay. Fuck off, you piece <laughs> of shit. I'm saying, like, okay, so I have you in my life, right? Right. And if I need workout consultation, I know that I can just be like, hey, I, I don't know what to do. Right. And you are so willing, and like, you're my family. Like, you're going to be like, right. okay, well, here's your workouts. And you did that. And I've been working out because I had this list, right, of things to do. It is a mental fuck. So before I reached out and said anything to you, right. me trying to work out and be like, okay, well, I'll do, uh, I'll do chess today or I'll do – or like, mm-hmm. I only have this much limited response to try and like – and then on top of that – my own my own implementation of my own workouts to try and push my own motivation it just dwindles it so far down yeah. where like i don't even care about working out right if i and, and i and, and i'm not making excuses because like but that's like a real thing of like right now with like people who are at home trying to struggle through and figure out how to work out at home. Yeah. You can like, you can reach out to here and you can do this, but like it's a hard struggle to find something that's tangible. And the only reason that I have been working out consistently 
in the last couple of weeks, like actually consistently where it's not like, oh yeah, I did like, you know, like a sit up today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is because you sent me three workouts and I've been fucking religiously doing them every day. We need to send you some more workouts if you're doing them very often. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I do, I rotate them. Like I do three yeah. and I rotate them again. But like, We'll make you some new ones. But how wonderful is that, that I have you as a resource where some people don't even have that, where it's, where it's like, I'm not seeing any results. What do I do? I'm sitting at home and trying to do the workouts that I know that I know how to do, but I don't have that opportunity. Right. Or that. Well, so. Not um, even opportunity, but like the, the, the drive, because how am I supposed to be driven to something that I don't know what I'm doing? Yeah. So to that, I would say, oh shit, my phone's about to die. Um, so that, to that, I would say, and you're listening to this podcast, and if that relates to you, the good news is I'm here to tell you there are sources. And not only can I tell you there are sources, I can give you the sources right now and right. tell you why they're good. So I, I know people sometimes roast on Beachbody, but I've personally done insanity. And this is what I'll say. If you have zero fitness, you're doing zero fitness, and you have zero weights, you don't have the money to invest in the dumbbells because dumbbells are expensive, mm -hmm. but you have just a little bit of money, do, do insanity. It's a, like a, I believe it's three months, right? So this is something that's cool about it, and I'll give them props. They structure everything for you. They give you, if you sign up for it, they... Now they have an app, so you can actually get access to all of Beachbody stuff, which is pretty cool. So you can do their workouts at six days a week. They build in the recovery time for you. Not only that, they have message boards. They have things that you can get on if you have questions or you just want a community. They provide it in a way that is realistic for if you're stuck at home or in lockdown. And that's been so for a decade, you know? And then if you do have access to dumbbells or say like you finished insanity and you're willing to buy some dumbbells because now your fitness is peaking, like you have cardio, but you don't necessarily have strength. You can do P90X, another at home one that all you need is a pull-up bar, which you can get reasonably cheap and some dumbbells. And it's structured out for you again, you know, also message boards, things, the closest community while being living in a time that they are actively taking community away from you that you can get to right then also my friends if you want to just all you if you say you have enough money to invest in two heavy dumbbells there's another program it's called delta bravo which i also have done so i've done all of these that's why i'm saying them because i know they work because i've done them at least once all the way through <clears throat> there's another one that's called Delta Bravo. It's an app. You just need two heavy dumbbells. They structure your cardio for you. They structure your, like, it's the bodybuilding work. Um, but they also have a message form that you can, one, they have videos. So if you're not sure how the video, and this is for all of these workout exercises. If you don't know how to do the workout, it's okay because they have demonstrations of every single movement, pointing out exactly what you need to focus on while you're doing the movement. Um, you don't have to worry about the structure of what you're doing that day. They plan it all out for you. 
there's a message board where you can talk to other people doing it. And you're like, Oh God, that fucking kicked my ass. Yeah, me too. Or they can like your shit. You can like their shit. If you have questions, you can go in there and they can break it down for you. If you need scaled options, you can go in there. They can break it down for you. Right. Cause if you have injuries or nagging problems, stuff like that, there's always an option. Right. Um, sometimes it is daunting because like not everybody knows about these things that they're out there and that they actually work. Like I got shredded as fuck doing insanity was i strong hell no but did i have cardio for days oh yeah oh yeah so what happens for someone who might not have dumbbells Uh and might not have money to buy any into any of these dude instagram is the shit i'll tell you right now get on orange theory orange theory does daily workouts um, there's another website or Instagram page is called training think tank. So you go to TTT at home every day. They post workouts. It doesn't okay. charge you shit. Um, then especially if you go on the orange theory, you know, like they'll provide the workout itself. There's usually a coach that will go live and lead the workout and explain, you know, what you can use for substitution of what substitution of weights. Is it going to just leave you in a puddle of sweat every day? It depends on your level of fitness, honestly, you know, but is it something hundred percent, hundred percent something moving, you know, that's a great example because like I, there is one person that I follow. I think his name is like R R I sod or something like that. Uh, He's this guy who works out on his like balcony every day since the pandemic he i think he's become like kind of blown up since all this that like he does just like basic workouts of that you can do and that's like kind of where i pulled a lot of workouts from um instagram that's a great that's a great suggestion instagram workouts because once you start doing if you if you actually want to get into working out and you start following more people working out right You'll find more things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel like maybe I should give this actual person's real Instagram since I'm going to throw them out there, right? All right. I got to pee again, so you do that and I'll be okay. right back. Uh, it is R-R-I-S-O-A-R-D. All right. Uh, so you can always fitness. Yeah. You can always fitness, is. even though I know it seems daunting and I – um, even uh, though it was a long time ago, understand the intimidation, you know, yeah, uh, of getting into back into the swing of things and just not knowing what the fuck to do. Yeah. Uh, and if you have any other specific questions, anyone listening, hit us up. I will yeah. answer everything I can the best I can. And, so. and you know, to everybody who's listening, like if, if fitness isn't the thing that like brings you joy, uh, dude, I love getting paint and art and doing my yeah. own fucking art like you know i think like right now we're talking yeah we were just talking about very much specifically like physical health but also when we talk about mental health like the thing that helps me the most when it comes to sitting down for the night is is pulling out something and and doing art yeah painting. that's it, it's such a uh, I turn something on the TV just in the background, whether it's music, whether it's an, a TV show, whatever it is, and just painting. And 
that's not going to get me anywhere. That's not a goal, I guess. But I think that when we're moving into the, from the year that we just came out of to a year that we're moving into that we don't know what's going to happen in 2021, I think that a good idea is to, is to find things that bring you joy. Right. So whatever that is, I think that you should go for it, whether it's working out, whether it's going out and running, whether it's painting, whether it's, I don't know, whatever else. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it, it is that like brings you joy, I think that that's kind of like where we're moving into of, like, and where we're figuring out as a community that is important to us. Right. And whatever that healthy thing that's maybe been sitting on your heart for a while, you've never fucking done it because, or maybe you started and you just never know what to go. Just fucking start trying. If you just sit and do nothing, like just the act of attempting and then coming back and trying again, eventually something will click. Right. And you'll find your, you'll find your muse. Just fucking, you just have to, you have, you can't, it'll never happen until you actively start trying to achieve it. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so let's make our toast. Uh, it is your toast this this New Year's well, day. New Year's to a day. new year. Twenty twenty one. Here's to twenty twenty one, and I guess my toast. I don't yeah. guess my toast is to finding that thing that, or the thing you already know you've always wanted to do. It doesn't matter how impactful, how life changing it is. It could be the smallest thing, like painting with the idea of never selling it, never doing anything with it only for the simple fact that maybe it's going to bring you joy. Fucking try it. Do it. That's what this year is for. Yeah. Fuck a new year's resolution. Let's just start focusing on taking action, baby steps, one step at a time, being better every day, being thankful for the good things we have in our life, the good people we have in our life and trying to be more of that good in our own life. Right. Love you family. Love you, Seth. Cheers. Love you too, dude. Throw down some, uh, some, uh, you know, comments for us, please. On the old iTunes. That'd be great. Happy new year. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Peach emoji. Peach emoji. Red circle emoji. Yeah. Um, Seth's go to. A fist emoji, right? That's Cody's. That's Cody's go to. Love you all. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021, you motherfuckers. 2021.